Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 245 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's victory over Fordham and look forward to this Saturday's game against Buffalo. We also hear from you on the Runza Reaction Line. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Justin, I love this team's sauce. All right. So, like, above all else... The team we're playing this weekend, like, they got the best sauce. Oh, buffalo sauce. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, the moxie. No, I'm, like, totally being literal right here. I love buffalo sauce. uh, I'm speechless. (laughs) Didn't didn't know what was happening. How's that for throwing you a curveball out the gate? (laughs) Right right off the bat. Man. Um, It's fun to win a game, hey? Yeah, yeah, maybe we should rewind and talk a little bit about Fordham, huh? <laughs> I guess before you cut to the Buffalo sauce, right? It uh, it was fun to win a game and to do what was expected. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we we get these wins and it's just it's like agonizing when it it's not close or supposed to be not close, but then it's closer than you think and blah blah blah. But you know, we we took a team's best shot and then that script that I feel like I've predicted so many times and has actually rarely happened in the last four years, five, six, seven years where <laughs> you take their best shot. It's close in the first half and then superior strength and conditioning and size dominates the second half. And yep. Yep. It happened. Yeah. I think there was, there was a little bit of apprehension from all of Husker nation throughout the first, uh, Oh, I don't know, 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. There there was definitely some, oh boy, here we go type of moments. But uh, they reined it in. They they locked down and they got the job done. Um, it, dare I say it felt a little bit like Husker games, uh, you know, of days of yore in which they just kept scoring. You know, yeah. towards the end of that game, it's like, oh my gosh, when when's the last time that we hung? Uh, what was the final? Was the fifties? Like, when's 50, the last time? Fifty-two to seven. Yeah, when's the last time we fought, we hung fifty on anybody? I don't even remember. Maybe Bethune Cookman. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. I don't I don't know what that game was, but I, now that, that you say Frost that, that's probably in the fifties. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. To replace so, the Akron game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you talk about how maybe everybody was a little nervous. Uh, so 
it was great fun to be back in the stadium mm. and could not help but notice uh um I'm trying to think how to say this delicately. I mean just a lack of enthusiasm for the starting quarterback from the crowd. Like mm. even when they're introducing um when they're introducing him to they do the roster. Right, right. A little yeah, just like cheering for a lot of people, but no real cheers for him. And there I don't want I don't think it's accurate to say he was booed. Sure. But there was uh you could hear some rumblings hmm. uh, on some incompletions early in the game. Um but he did he did just fine. His stat line was seventeen to twenty three for two hundred and fifty four yards. That's an eleven yard average, a touchdown, no interceptions, and he ran eight times for thirty three yards for two touchdowns, and that is just you know, that's just perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. It, maybe eight's a little bit much, but what you've got is a few scrambles. Um the long run was nineteen yards, so you've got one one good run. Uh, a couple touchdown scampers and short yardage situ- situation where we've really struggled last last year for several years. And then, yeah, maybe a scramble or two. Probably mm-hmm. a sack. I don't know if he got sacked. Anyway, uh, that's great. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do want to say that there's a little bit of a grain of salt component to how you react to this game. Um I think the biggest reaction is what we've already said, which is we did what we were expected to do. Right. Which handled handled the right. team. You know, though, when, when you say that, there were teams, even some supposedly good teams, that lost to FCS schools yesterday. That's a good uh, point. I can't list them all off, but uh, Washington comes to mind. Um, yeah. Losing to know. Montana. So, like, before people are quick to just write this off as like, yeah, we won, but it doesn't mean anything. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if this was our first game of the season? Like hmm. if we did not play a week zero game against a formidable opponent in Illinois last week, this this would have set this team off on a really good start to this season. Start the game at, you know, start the season at home and, and play – a soft team that you usually do at the start of the season and get things off on the right foot, work out some of those kinks that obviously were not, mm. you know, they were not firing on all pistons last week. I just feel like the whole, the whole narrative of this season would be totally different at this point. If we had not played a week zero game hmm. and, and so, so yeah, what ifs, you know, like it, it, you can argue that they don't mean anything, but but I think let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, they did what they were supposed to do. Are, is there still are there still things that they need to improve on? Of course, but at least for the time being, we can say good. They reacted appropriately after last week's loss, and we are seeing some signs of some growth and some progress on this team that hopefully will continue next week against Buffalo. And then once we get into the thick of it with uh, the meat of our season, they have, uh, you know, just a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder, a little bit more fire in the belly to, to play these teams that, uh, you know, play these games that maybe matter a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Great points. Yeah. It's yeah. Well said. 
I, just, I mean, I just don't want to be one of those guys who's like, oh, oh yeah. Like, do we have to be cynical about everything? Nebraska won on Saturday. Let's celebrate that. Like, I, I really want to fight against the tendency that I think that we are learning to just be be angry and I don't know how to put it. I, I just feel like maybe there is a pattern of there's like a psychological pattern that we're falling into um, that happens when you lose a lot. And I don't want to, I want to push back against that, I guess. You know, and it was a get a day for maybe the purity of the game. If you think about it, um, aside from the overmatched opponent, but just the, the whole red carpet experience. And um, you know, there, Again, to your point, cynicism around keeping the sellout streak going, which I'm so glad it happened. Mm, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I think Trev handled it in a really great way. Where you know they 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 came up with a creative solution. They did a little bit of fundraising, got some checks written, and they were transparent that hey, we needed to sell some tickets, so we got some donors to cut some checks. But also, we're going to give these tickets away. And I I can't remember who wrote it. I read a great piece from Hale Varsity. No, I read a great piece from Hale Varsity earlier this week saying, let's, if you're stressed out or if you're irritated about the sellout streak, like let's think a little bit about what goes into a sellout streak. And Anna Dirk had a great piece today about it too. Yeah, sorry, that's what I was anticipating. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm thinking let's just, let's find a way to make this red carpet experience permanent. Um, And, you know, maybe it took a low moment in Husker history to bring it out. But there's no reason that Husker football be only accessible to people um, who can afford to make that donation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, if you want to talk about growing the fan base, things are only getting more expensive in this day and age. And, you know, you, you don't want to just grow the fan base in the upper middle class, you know, of Nebraskans. You want to grow the fan base across the whole society. Sure. Um, there's so many benefits, I think, to following a team, having some loyalty. I think that football teaches life lessons. And yeah, so Dirk Chatlin had a great piece uh, about that today in the World Herald. But yeah, let's let's just find a way to maybe every time a team sends back tickets. Th- of course, this means someone's going to have to donate for that, right? Right. <laughs> um, so that might have to be a, a permanent fund but like let's keep this going let's when when oklahoma comes to town next year and and those tickets are like the hot commodity let's get some low-income kids into the stadium and say you know what you're you have a place here whether we're playing fordham or whether we're playing oklahoma Mm. and and let's grow this fan base i think that i think we should i don't know i love it i love it man that's great We'll chip in something. <laughs> I mean, I was I was running on Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember. And I was like, when I got done, I was just thinking the whole time I got done, I was gonna call you and be like, let's like, let's like donate a ticket cost or something. And then like when I got done with my run, it was when I saw they had <laughs> they announced, announced like, the all is experience. well. So well, I was I mean, like, oh it, okay. It's got me back to, to what you were saying last week. Like if if you had if you had it within your power to to make the difference in keeping the sellout streak alive would you act well somebody somebody kind of heard that call this week and they did it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the more i thought about people. it the more i thought about it since last week the more i was like yeah i wish i'd been more forceful in that like definitely right now we are a 
college football program struggling to get to 500. And if you lose the sellout streak, like there's just nothing left. We're just another 500 program. Like who, who are we without you're just starting over. So I think that it's probably really motivating to the athletic department to think about new and creative ways to keep the sellout streak going. That might include shrinking the stadium because there is a sellout streak. You know, you wider lose that seats, sellout streak. Wider seats for big boys <laughs> like Mike. You lose that sellout streak, and there's just like so little motivation. It's mm-hmm. like, well, it's gone. What do we care anymore? Oh boy. Time to start over at number one. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I gotta say about that. that. That does make me curious. Who has the second longest sellout streak? I'd be curious. I don't even know who it is. Oh, I feel like. It's not even close. I remember it was like Notre Dame for a while at like 100 games, but then they didn't sell out a stadium mm. for a, a game. And it's it's people want to quibble about, well, it's butts and seats is what really counts. Like, yeah, but like do- assigning your dollars to something, what what could matter more than assigning giving your dollars to something you care about? And the fact that they're Nebraskans, I don't know if it's individuals or corporations, they care so much about the sellout streak that they're willing to buy tickets that they're not going to use just because, like, that's mm. that's just deep passion. And it would be better to have more people in the stands, but the fact that there's people who care that much about the program, I think is pretty incredible. You know, they do say there is no place. Uh, what's what's the rest of it? Like... Iowa? Le- no, no, gosh, no. No, no. it's not that. Certainly not. Ugh. Who even like wants to wear black and yellow? You look like a dang bee. And and that that bee movie was terrible. Um, so it was fun to be in the stadium again. I yeah, I really It was great. Um it was great. I found myself just kind of a little bit more emotional about everything. It kind of reminded me of the spring game where I, I think mm. I shared that was a really meaningful experience, but I don't know. There's just so much going on and the red balloons going up after the first touchdown, the student section lifting up the power of red sign, the marching band. The uh, <laughs> Do you remember when they held up the DJ Khaled thing? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, like everybody over the age of like 25 was like, what, what is this? <laughs> I don't get it. And people were like angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> So Remember funny. when they said "Welcome to your worst nightmare," though, for the Miami game? That was cool. I do not remember that, and I think I was that, at that game, and it was awesome. <laughs> our friend at Paper Stadiums uh, has been working on a, a newer model of of Memorial Stadium, and he has included that as an insert. That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. That's really cool. Well, uh, can you can you think of any highlights, any standouts from the game that maybe we should? We should mention uh, that like the kicking game was much better uh, in terms of field goals and extra points and whatnot. So pleased with that. Shout out to Mr. Culp for for bouncing back. Yep, no missed extra points, no missed field goals. I think nothing but touchbacks on kickoff. Yeah, nothing but touchback. There's z- they have zero kickoff returns. That's perfect. They also have zero punt returns. Did we punt? I don't know. We I feel like twice. we punted. Yeah, I was we gonna punted say. twice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's exciting. Um, Cam Taylor Britt uh, fumbled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I actually ended up deleting my tweet because 
I think Which people one? people misunderstood me when I said, "Hey Husker Twitter, do you have any opinions on who should or should not be receiving punts?" I was making fun of the fact that literally every single person on Husker Twitter was like, "I love the guy, but it's it's got to stop. They got to put somebody." I was like, "Just shut up. You're not a coach, all right?" So, yeah, that they made the adjustment. They had somebody else receiving punts, okay? Like, we don't need the peanut gallery to to all, everybody just pile on the guy, okay? Like, obviously, not an ideal situation. They corrected it. Is he going to be back there receiving punts next week? I don't know. But, like, chill out, Twitter. Like, we don't, you don't need, you don't need to tell Scott Frost what he's supposed to do on every play. Like, we get it. Scott Frost does have like a really strong loyalty to his guys, so yeah. I'm kind of not surprised he put yeah. him back there again. Um, but if he doesn't do that anymore this season, I won't be heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, same, same. And and Brody Belt didn't did what was the deal? He like fumbled one after he got hit. Was that the deal? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. He was not perfect either. There was a <gasps> moment with him. Oh right, so, like didn't it's like something? Does something go out of bounds? I know that was. Cam Taylor Briss moment. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So many moments. Yeah. Um, kickoff return still stinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got Xavier Betts returning two kickoffs for an average of 17 and a half yards. If you just fair caught those, you'd be on the 25 instead of the 20. Um, I don't understand. As far, as far as I'm concerned, anybody who catches the ball in like inside the 25, just just take a knee. Like, it's just... just yeah. Like you're give it's, your it's, team a fighting chance, decent field position to it's start. It's better, like, yeah. It's better yeah. field position, please. Certainly um, don't feel it on the one yard line, <laughs> but no. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we had uh, we had a hundred yard receiver and we had a mm-hmm. hundred yard rusher, so that's pretty exciting. Like hearing that, yeah. Step uh, eighteen carries for one hundred one yards. Uh, that's great. I'm looking at the number of car- guys who carried the ball here. Marquis Step, 18 carries. Logan Smothers, 4. Torre, 3. Martinez, 8. Sevian, 9. Marvin Scott, 6. Yant, 5. Ramir, 5. Gabe Irvin Jr., 6. Cooper Drew at 1. That's 10 guys who rushed the ball. Love it. 65 rushes for 329 yards, 5.1 uh, yards per rush, and 6 touchdowns. The only thing that's not awesome is that the longest rush was 21 yards. That's Yeah. That's the only thing that's not awesome. Whereas uh, you look at uh, receiving Torre, Austin Allen, Omar Manning, Xavier Betts, Alante Brown, Chancellor Brewington, <laughs> Levi Falk, and Savion Morrison all had receptions. And you had uh, three receptions that went over 30 yards. Xavier had one catch for 30 yards. Omar Manning's longest was 32, and Torre's was, longest was 31. So that's good um you, you gotta get those big plays and uh, of course none of this gets easier the competition only yeah. goes up from here yeah as you were talking about the you know the the longest rush being 21 yards i'm just like okay so in in two weeks that means the longest rush like divided by four <laughs> you know like oh boy okay brace yourselves but uh man ryan greenhagen player of the day from fordham mm-hmm. 30 tackles 30 tackles. Did you see the uh the footage from the press conference of uh of step? Yeah, I think yeah, yep. He was uh shocked to learn <laughs> that he had 30 He's tackles. He's like, "No, you're joking." And they're like, "No, seriously, he had 30." 
That's He's great. like, let me see the stat sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's um, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. I mean, it like just it, means it's flying all over the place, you know. Yeah, I mean, did how how how? <laughs> <laughs> were we running all the plays, Adams? He like Levante David, where he's a savant and mm. just can can just tell where things are can, gonna go, or is I I can't remember seeing how many like I linebackers think, they had in at any yeah. given time. I, I think I heard that that is t- uh, tied for the record in Memorial Stadium for an opponent tackling, uh, you know, just a tackling yeah. record. So I think it was an FCS record for total tackles in a game. Nice. Yeah, that's crazy. Nice. So okay, so you know, I was talking about uh, you know in two weeks divide those numbers by four or whatever. But also remember, Oklahoma was scared by an FCS team yesterday. Like, let's not... Let's I don't not think Tulane's words. FCS, but they're a lower... You know, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> Tulane. But yeah, no, they were they were scared <laughs> by Tulane University. Yeah. A private, yeah. small private school in New Orleans that was... They were playing in uh, Oklahoma because of the Hurricane, Hurricane Ida forced Tulane to move the game from Tulane. So, that, I mean, just a crazy situation, and Tulane has no business being competitive with one of the top five teams in the country, but there they were trying going forward on fourth down at the end of the fourth quarter to potentially take the lead. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is not unheard of, you know, is it, is it unlikely? Yes, but I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep waving that banner of it's possible folks. Don't just assume that we're going to lose against Oklahoma in two weeks. And for that matter, don't just assume that we're going to win against Buffalo, right? Like, take care of business this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's 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 all possible. Anything, anything's possible. I'm, you know, I'm going to approach that game like a win is possible. <laughs> well, before we uh, close the chapter on Fordham. Um, let's turn it over to the Runza reaction line where we heard from you this week. And uh, specifically, we're going to be hearing from Bill uh, from Omaha and Matt from South Dakota. Um, so first up is a message from Bill. Hello, this uh, message is from Bill in Omaha. And I just wanted to say that, um, you know, uh, the last game against Fordham, was a win. Yes, it was. Uh, was it impressive? Um, I don't know because they still struggled at the beginning of the game. Sure, they settled in, but uh, who were they really stopping? And who were they really, you know, pushing through? That was that was kind of a you know a team that really had no business being in Lincoln. So um, at the end of this game, sure, we got a win. Sure, we covered. But um, I still have questions. Does Scott Frost know how to evaluate personnel? Um, Looking at some of the seconds that were put in, should some of the seconds be first? Should some of the first be seconds? We don't know. Um, I think that Scott Frost um, still has some, obviously, has some things to prove. Um, and I think that maybe there's a evaluation of personnel problem in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, I really hope he turns things around in Lincoln. And, uh, yeah, go big red, but, uh, skeptically, uh, we'll see. 
We'll see. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, it sounds like this Bill's comment here just makes me think of our, our earlier conversation where it's talking about where we're talking about. Do you take this with a grain of salt? You know, where do you see strengths and weaknesses? And it is. It's hard. It's hard to see. It's hard to take too much away, like in depth. I mean, you can take away big picture. Like it's nice to see such and such play. Um, yeah, we're gonna learn a lot more about this team as we go. Uh, did Step? I don't think Step got the first carries at Illinois, and he did. He did yesterday with Fordham. So, you know, there's there's ongoing evaluation. I don't know. There's clearly clearly Scott has a ways to go. He's clearly got he's got objectively one of the worst records of a fourth year coach in Nebraska history. I mean, there's no no questioning that. So who you know, who would have thought when we hired Frost that his record would be worse than Callahan's? <laughs> You know, yeah, like, Riley. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I so, just think back to like, I remember under Callahan, like how just angry and unhappy the fan base was. And here we are going through something worse, you know, yeah. like, eh. but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just, uh, I see, I see the point, and we're going to learn a lot this year. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of some of the conversations that we've had coming out of the spring game. Like, can you really know how good your team is after a game like that? Not really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good... I think that, you know, maybe a game like this informs you a little bit more, but, but Bill is right. Like, let's, let's, whereas I was saying earlier, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's also not, like, put the, baby on a pedestal <laughs> okay the analogy is breaking down let's, let's no, move on to the next no, voicemail <laughs> no baby idolatry here right right no king baby <laughs> all right so up next is matt from south dakota hey guys this is matt from avon south dakota i just wanted to call in and breathe easy good win for the huskers it was fun to watch lots of points put up on the board lots of uh different ball carriers yeah, we've got some, some definite areas to work on, but it, it looked like, uh, Martinez was comfortable in the pocket and was willing to stick in there and wait for his, uh, receivers to get their routes going. I mean, Toure had, you know, over 100 yards and it was great to see Step, Step it up. I didn't mean for that to be a pun. Um, he put a hundred, put a hundo on the, uh, on the board for rushing yards. I wish I would have saw him in the end zone a couple times, but, uh, but yeah, I get to see Yant out there just, you know, the kid gets five yards falling backwards, you know, let's keep doing that. So, uh, and you know, we had a spotting of Chancellor Brewington the third. Um, it's good to see, good to see a lot of, a lot of playmakers making plays and, and different things. Um, anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Love the podcast. Sounds great. Thanks. Bye. Justin, what, what's the deal with Chancellor Brewington? Do people just like his name? I feel like it's that's really, all it is. It's a really fun name. Like, I mean, like, Prince of Mukamara, he was great, but, like, he was also a really good player. <laughs> Chancellor know? Brewington is just beginning to shine. Was he a transfer? Was yes. Chancellor a transfer? Yes. Transfer Chancellor Brewington? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he, he played a couple of years at a... Uh, Community you know, College? I'm not sure, yeah. Junior but, College? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate the positivity here from Matt, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing we've learned in the last 20 years, the last four years, the last seven years, however you want to think about it, it's that you got to enjoy the wins. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a win. It's kind of the the yin to Bill's yang. Yeah. Any Anytime you're seeing the bench clear, and not for a fight, but because you're putting in backups, that's that's a good day. Yeah, absolutely. I like those games. I feel like... People talk about wanting to go to the really close nail biters against top teams. I like blowouts. That's sure. I, I my preferred game is a blowout. I don't Love want any it. mystery after the first quarter. <laughs> That'd be great. Call me a coward, and maybe I am, but I like those games better. Dude, you know what'd be great this year is if we did good in the third quarter. Yeah, how did we? I think we did pretty good in this for this third quarter. Yeah, but I mean, like going forward. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's something yeah. I'm gonna pay attention to. <laughs> we gotta take this game with a grain of salt, right, you might say. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Well, to close things out, uh, I think we have a little bit of news we want to share. A little bit of an update. Well, yeah, we got to talk about long snappers. We, Mike and I, were pretty rusty last week. We just, we just blew through a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was only one long snapper played uh, last week. This week, we went back to what we've done in the past, uh, which was splitting reps. Uh, Cameron Piper took the short snaps, like the field goals and the PATs, and Cade Mueller was the punt long snapper so thank you to our eyes in the sky for helping monitor the punting the long snapping situation it's really helpful um yeah i remember when talking about chase in the past one of the reasons chase got the start was because he was faster down the field on Mm -hmm. punt coverage that's a really big deal so um maybe i don't know maybe that means they like cameron as maybe he's got more zip on his ball for those kicks and and Cade is faster down the field. I'm not I'm totally speculating here, um, but that could be why there's a difference there. Right on. Unfortunately, no updates to SP Plus from last week. Because they're still because, playing games as of yeah, us because, recording. Yeah, last week was week zero, so there are no other significant games. or not that many. And we're recording here on Sunday evening, and there's games going on right now, and I think there's even a game or two tomorrow. So mm-hmm. um, no... No fresh stats, but I guess as a reminder from our season preview, dug up my old notes here, Buffalo is a likely win in SP+. They have the 88th overall team, 88th best offense, and 78th best defense, according to SP+. Okay. Which was actually really close to Illinois, so don't don't take too much comfort there. But (laughs) they rolled. um, Who did they roll? They won like sixty-nine to seven. I was gonna say all, all I know is I saw something like five hundred plus yards of offense. <laughs> so, Wagner, okay, Wagner, that that powerhouse from who I don't even know where Wagner is. <laughs> the Wagner Seahawks, uh, in the NEC division. I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. Yep, but uh, they got smoked. So, um, the quarterback from Buffalo threw a 63 yard touchdown pass in the first minute of the game, and they're wow. off to the races from there. <laughs> 14, 24, 21, and 10 points in each uh, in the four quarters. So, yeah, not, not, not too shabby. You know, they might, they're probably feeling pretty good about that. So, you know, you've got uh, a new coach there at Buffalo, mm-hmm. and their their coaching staff. Not only is it a new coaching staff, but I think it was kind of a last minute deal. 
so they haven't had a ton of time with the team. Um, but they've got a lot of senior leadership, a lot of upperclassmen. It was a, it was a good team that went from being kind of like a nerve wracking, potentially non-conference opponent to like, oh, okay, yeah, we should be fine now with the coach getting fired. But you know, they're they're going to be coming in confident. Yeah, I'm and, sure, and and ready to try and spring the upset. So looks well, like. Well, I mean, that just comes back to something that we talked about. Last week is like there, there. There's all these teams that think, or you know, the fan bases that think they they got approved to Nebraska. Like it is time for you to eat your humble pie, right? I I also feel like some of these teams they have seen the way things have gone at Nebraska the last few years. I think Buffalo comes in thinking this game is winnable, right? And so we need to be mindful of that. I and and that's what I was saying earlier is that. Nebraska, they better be preparing for this game just as well as they do for Oklahoma. That's what I hope. Sure. Like, yeah. Mindset needs to be exactly the same. I don't care that, you know, people are like, oh, we opened as a double digit favorite over this team. You know, I'm looking right now at ESPN. They got us at 62.3%. Um, you know, but, but I just, I'm still, I get nervous. You know, this, this is a Mac <laughs> team. I don't want to see any action happening this Saturday. Let's, let's, uh, squelch is that the right word let's quell the maction M- maction squelching seems like a good idea to me <laughs> hey uh i mentioned we were a little uh rusty last week we totally forgot to uh pick winners for the runs of reaction <laughs> and we line. just almost did it again <laughs> coupons no i caught it i caught it good so catch. yeah last week uh caleb who thought he was bad luck He's he's a good luck guy because we're sending him a coupon. We'll be in touch, Caleb. Hey, congratulations, Caleb. We're turning and, uh, it around. Nick, and Nick from Idaho, planning to be back for the Northwestern game, we'll be sending you a coupon as well. So when you get back here, you got one of your meals covered. Boom. Love it. And this week, since we went with these two, uh, these two voicemails, Bill and and Matt, we'll be sending you you guys some free runs a coupon combo coupons as well and those are going to be good for like years to come so i mean like they're one one use only but they yeah right yeah but you don't have to like make sure you're coming back to to town anytime soon right right coming from out of town Mm -hmm. and and speaking of buffalo as we just were oh and speaking of our sponsors we are gonna have a return of the beat them and eat them contest what do we call it's it like, them... it's it's the promotion it's Promo, the beat them yeah. eat them promotion i feel like the football gods have smiled upon this podcast the last few years because like we had colorado and now that the colorado thing's done like here but we're we gonna are. have them again in the future i know it's crazy so another beat them eat them promo opportunity so yeah central nebraska buffalo is gonna be giving away some free buffalo and you can win it. What we'll do is we wait, will wait, post... wait, wait. They're giving away a like a full. They're giving like as a pet. You can win a <laughs> buffalo. Thank you, Mike, for encouraging me to be more specific. Free buffalo meat. We will we will tweet a picture of whatever cut of meat it is. We haven't we haven't figured that out just yet. So I don't want to go on the record and say it's going to be this one. It's really that. But stay tuned. This week we'll be tweeting a picture of the meat and. You need to like it, retweet it, and make sure you're following both us and Central Nebraska Buffalo on Twitter in order to be entered to win. And then we'll randomly 
choose uh, a winner towards the end of the week, I guess. Maybe yeah. we should. I don't know. What we Should we do that Friday, Mike? What do you think? Friday sounds good to me. Okay, Friday. So you can know by game day one more thing to celebrate. There you go. <sighs> yeah. I so think I think in previous years, wasn't it a cup like a couple of stakes that we've seen before? Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, so we'll 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 get something good. We'll be we'll be in touch with Kendra and figure out exactly what cut of meat. I just don't wanna yeah. be wrong. What so. I do know is that their meat is delicious. And uh, if you've never dipped your toes into the world of bison, uh, this is your opportunity. Get some get some free meat. It's gonna be awesome. What what better what better promo for a Nebraska football podcast than free meat? Like that's awesome. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a vegetarian, but. but but I mean, like this is Nebraska. We don't have those in Nebraska. Like <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're oh, a vegetarian, it's okay. We're still we still friend. like you. Yeah. But, so, but since we're in Nebraska, we like to make those jokes. But anyway. <laughs> you know, uh, what else we like here is we like Monty Rohde and his ability to help you buy or sell your home, especially in a crazy home sale environment. It just continues to be wild out there, folks. So you need to be working with someone you trust. So give Monty a call or shoot him a text and, uh, and start talking to him about what it looks like to sell your home or to buy your next home. Be prepared. Call me. Right. Because, I mean, like, if you're going to if you're gonna buy some buffalo meat, you got to store it somewhere. You can't just keep it in your pocket. You got to get a fridge. And and if you're going to get a fridge, you need a house to put that fridge in. So I like the way all... you're thinking. So, so yeah, yeah, call Monty, 402-770-3356. There you go. Well, Mike, I think we kept it pretty high level today. I don't sure. know about you. I, you know, it just didn't feel like a conversation where you had to go, like, a mile deep into the... Uh, I'm fine with that, man. Blocking looked better, but of course it's going to look better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buffalo will be a, a good test. I guess one last thing, Mike. We need to talk score predictions here. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I think we're going to win. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah, that's a, that's a rule on the Husker pod. You always have to predict Nebraska wins. So uh, I'm going to go with a, I, I don't know if you would call it unconventional score, but I'm going to say 38 to 15 Nebraska. I don't know how okay. you get to 15. I don't know how you get to 15. Five I don't think, field goals. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's just going to be a bunch of field goals. Maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. Two missed extra points. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. uh, it has happened in recent mm. history that a team missed two extra points so yeah. and made a field goal. I wasn't trying to do that, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm going to stick with 31 like I picked last week. I'm going to go with 31-21. I think it's uh, you know probably closer than Husker fans would like, but you know hopefully we can commit to the run. We can just keep being run the dang ball, guys. I like it. I would be a-okay with that. I would love to see run commitment. <laughs> love to see it. You know what, Justin, I'm committing to right now? What? Ending this podcast. Go Big Red. Go Big Red, Mike. 
Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.